AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Did you get that phone on vibrate? It's on vibrate. Is it in your lap? I'm just kidding. It's not. It's on my desk. <laughs> it's the edge. What's up, everybody? <laughs> wow, we back. We're back Friday. I'm just kidding. I've had way too much coffee today, so who knows what will come out of my mouth. <laughs> Um, hey Chip, it's August. Oh my god, where's the time going? Are you, you're sad about it? Well, yeah. I mean, I had um I had a dentist appointment this morning and Sexy. you know, would yeah, real <laughs> I actually do love the dentist. I love how I feel you when do? I was Oh my god, I if I could go to the dentist six times a year and have insurance paid for it, I would go. You are literally it. the one human on earth I that know. feels that way. I know. How do you like it? Like, I don't understand um, the feeling that you're talking about. What do you feel just, when you walk out of a dentist office? Like, just he, first of all, he is running his tongue uh, over his teeth right now. I just wish you guys could see him. I, look, I, I'm, I'm one of those, like, I always have this in my pocket of one of these, like, toothpick dental flossy things. You always have a flosser in your pocket. Let yes, me just make sure I'm understanding this right. First of all, it's not covered in anything. He just sticks it back in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I like, don't like use it a million times. I have a I have a crown on the top right side of my mouth, and Tell that's the side I chew on. And so it's like I bite into one thing, and it's like a food storage container. You know, it's like uh, like there's like a little gap, so I have to have it. But I'm also like I love like I have the like dentist set at home. Like I get in there and I clean my. I love cleaning my teeth. Um, so when someone professionally does it, I'm right. Love it. I will I say, I'm like, weird. there's something about when they scrape the plaque off of your teeth. It feels mm-hmm. like you had a sweater on your teeth before, and then all of a sudden you're flying free. It's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I understand. Yeah, I kind of like you know, like I also I have a fantasy about like being a masseuse so that I can understand what it feels like to give someone a good massage. But I'm also like, God, I wish I could watch my teeth get cleaned. 
Like I want to see it all. I want to know if everyone else listening feels like that. Those two statements were as weird as I do. (laughs) Take us deeper into the mind of Chip. (laughs) uh, Gotta get weird, man. I love uh, that most people's fantasies are something different. And you're like, oh, I fantasize about being a masseuse just so I can know what it's like to give a massage. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know, like, because I, when I'm getting a massage, I'm like, I'm always thinking like, are my muscles like tighter? And because I feel like every time I get a massage, the people are like sweating by the end of it. Like, and they're like, you need to do this more often. So I kind of want to like know the difference of what it feels like for someone that needs a massage. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone who just is getting one, you know, anyway, I digress. We were talking about the summer going by quickly at the dentist this morning. It was like the small talk and it's like, um, you know, how's your summer going? And I'm like, it's flying by. I'm like, how is it already August? Also when they're like at the, when so you're at the long. dentist, I get so annoyed when they ask you so many questions. You're like, you're all up in my mouth. You I cannot talk right mouth. now. Yeah. Why are you going to try and ask me how my summer's going? And I like, my summer this, is going. Let's get out with that hose thing, that little yeah. straw thing. Oh, I'm like, where does that stuff go? Where's the Where's the end of that vacuum that somebody's got to empty it, out? It has it's so to have gross. like a pot. Yeah, it's got like a pot Ew. that they probably dump in the toilet or something or a sink. Ew, so everyone gross. spit. Just oh, there's so much COVID floating around that thing. Oh, and like just plaque. Yeah. We just lost all our but, listeners. <laughs> Except for those who loved like things like Dr. Pimple Popper. I was just but, about um, <laughs> Oh, I can't bring myself to watch that, but I would watch Teeth Get Scraped. I um <laughs> yeah, anyway, my point is I feel like we wait so long for the summer to get here and then it's gone. Like kids are back in school in Tennessee. It's yeah, so I weird guess. I just am like after we've graduated school, like to me it all feels the same, I think. Like it's mm-hmm. there's different seasons, but like it's not like you and I don't work during the summer. I mean I know. Yeah. I guess if you have kids, that's the that's the one time that it definitely like you have more freedom in the summer because they don't have school. There's all that stuff. But if you don't have well, kids, it's like, what's the difference? You it's know, hot. I have a marker. I have a marker. Wave oh. Country after this weekend oh is not open god. during the it's not open during the week. Oh my god. So really tell the people like about Wave Country. Like tell so, the people about Wave Country. I just Wave Country know. is this beautiful little <laughs> private club that I'm a member of. I mean, no. I think that's <laughs> to be debated if it's beautiful. <laughs> that's definitely Wave, a debatable topic. Wave Country is a city park that is just this big old wave pool from like the 80s that has my worst nightmare. Four, four slides, two of which are so terrifying, I don't even consider going down them. And the other ones are just fine and fun. But terrifying wave- in like their makeup because they're supposed to be terrifying or terrifying because they're so poorly made, not kept up with. You think the slide might break when you're on it. I don't think the slide's going to break. I just have a fear of heights and they're really high. Oh, like mm-hmm. even just going up the stairs, I've gone down. Yeah. There's two of them. I've gone down one of them twice because I did the less, the one that I thought would be less scary the first time. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have the courage. I'm going to go do the scarier one. And I tried to do it. I was like, nope. Like you have to like basically push yourself off the side. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. So then mm-hmm. I was up there and I was like, I'm not going to be the pussy that walks down the stairs. So I did the other slide that I already done again. But even just going up the stairs is scary. It's like five stories tall and you just feel Mm. like. I love that you're you're acting like the slides are the big pool to bring you to. Yeah, no. My thing is the pool. I love (laughs) the the wave wave pool. 
So sometimes like floating. Yeah. Sometimes I'll text Chip on a Sunday and I won't get a response for like four hours. And then I get a response. He's like, sorry, been at wave country. I'm like, with who? By himself. (laughs) You're literally the creepiest guy sitting in the fucking wave pool, just floating around. All those singing Jack FM. I'm like, I'm just like singing Jack FM. Is that because that's what they're playing at wave country? Yeah. They play Jack FM. Hits it's and, like oldies. You know, mm-hmm. all, all the hits from the 80s, 90s, and today, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Do you know so. one of the things, like one of my things that I hate the most are water parks? Do you know this about me? Really? Why? Because mm-hmm. everyone pees it's in the pool. Specifically the wave pool. I find them disgusting. I don't understand why there's always so many random band-aids. Like they're literally at a water park, specifically around the wave pool. There are floating band-aids. There's rogue band-aids you find on the ground. I don't know how many people have been peeing in that thing. It's just like there, it's just so many people all in one place and the band-aids. Like I just can't get well, past the band-aids, it. the band-aids are in the shallow end. I like to stay in the deep end, which I call it's the VIP still in the end. same. <laughs> There's so much chlorine. You know, I like that's where I would go to feel safe during COVID. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm floating in a pool of bleach. Well, you know, as a person, There's no way that like I'm not safe. <laughs> as a person who's had COVID four times, maybe that's what I'm missing. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe you just my body full of all the chlorine at Wave Country. <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, if anyone comes to Nashville, or build up your immune system. <laughs> oh God. I was gonna say, if anyone wants to come to Nashville and do a meet and greet with Chip, I'll tell you where to find him, and it's at the at Wave Country in the Wave Pool. Go up to him. Literally, hi. look, look for the sign him. on the freeway that just says "wave pool." <laughs> it kills all of it, me. All of it's disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got to get to the topics because we have a lot to cover. It is pop culture. <laughs> it's the beginning of the month. This is actually the first month I feel somewhat. I don't. I mean, there's still so much stuff going on in the world, but like, I feel comfortable talking about pop culture and that we're not being completely just insensitive to everything going on um we're just kind of you know riding the waves of all the chaos right now it feels so here we are we have a lot of pop culture topics the number one thing you needed to talk about that you made sure to mention and remind me of before because we forgot about this last month which i can't believe is I, I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be floating in a different place <laughs> next summer because of what floating high Oh, I know. Dax Ball property okay. on the one of the lakes, and Dax. You know, everyone as- knows Dax Shepard from the, the Armchair Expert, who you know is one of my faves. He's your um, yeah, he, crush, I think. I think so, but you know what? Like, what's it? What is it when you're in love with someone's brain? Oh, De- um, demisexual? Is demisexual. it a demisexual? Mm-hmm. I see yeah, that. I, on think the I, have a de- I, I have a demisexual crush on him. Okay. You I just DM like, I don't want to see what he says. I don't want I don't want to sleep with I mean I would sleep with him but I, you know <laughs> he's a married man so I can't but Right unless um, they're into that. I would much rather have he would love by the way knowing him like I do he oh. would love that I want to sleep with him because that's like the pinnacle of like success for him. What, that, like people find him hot. No, oh. man, no, just that people find him hot and attractive like Really? He talks about yeah. that? Yeah, he's he and, and he loves like I mean he wouldn't like my body because he likes buff bodies, but um he knows so much he loves, about his he loves the male form because he talks about it. He's very open, like you know, he's huh. so straight that he's kind of gay. 
You know what I mean? Like I don't tell loves, us more. He, lo- he loves penises. He okay. loves to see penises and talk about penises. Yeah. He's like so straight that he's comfortable being like, I mean, look, any guy who tells you that like they're not curious what someone else's dick looks like is fucking lying to you. I think that's probably right because, because it's, of a comparison. It's a comparison game. It's a comparison right. thing. Like, yeah. So, you know, it's like everyone kind of wants to see what everybody's dick looks like, you know? Right. Some more than others, so, though. Yeah. Right. And there are people wanting to see it for different reasons, you know? What do you mean? But anyway. I mean, some people like want to be able to then fantasize about it or whatever. Sexual you know? reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like, I want to see what dicks look like. You know. Yeah, curiosity. Yeah, yeah. So okay. anyway, he bought property on um, Old Hickory <laughs> Lake, and I'm very happy. And I actually just listened to the episode where he admitted it <clears throat> yesterday, and I'd kind of forgotten about the fact that I'd read that that was announced, and then I was like, Oh my god! Did you gasp? Well, I did a little bit, and then I thought because my friend Joy is really good friends with him. Oh, right. And so Joy I started Bryant seeing from yeah, Joy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So also on Parenthood, played his wife. That's on what I'm saying. Yeah, and she was in his movie um, Hit and Run, which is great if you all haven't seen it. But um, he, yeah, I was I've been scheming like, how do I get Joy to be like? Oh, I know some people in Nashville. Con- yeah, connect us. What an easy connect. Yeah. Oh my God, before so, you know it, we're having Dax on the podcast. Could you oh imagine? my God. What you if? know who would go to wave? You know who would go to Wave Country with me? Dax. If you texted me and said, I'm at Wave Country and Dax Shepherd is here with me, I would come just to video yes. this. Because yes. that is literally, I think you could probably die after that because that I mean you'd reached the height of your life. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I would do? I would go down that scary slide of Dax wanna be too. <laughs> I feel like you would do anything, Dax. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What but did he no, say think, when he was mentioning, he was just like, we're moving to now. Are they moving here permanently? They're not or moving. Like a second they, home. A second home. They, he's okay. always wanted to live, on, live have, like have a house by a lake. And mm. he so he mentioned his best friends live in the Belmont area. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Um, I, I love yeah, that I you act like we is. know everyone in Nashville that lives in the Belmont area. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't, who even know who, I don't even know who his <laughs> friends are that live in Nashville. So I don't right. know. I mean, I've I've seen that they've posted here. Maybe it's like on the Kristen side of the relationship, like some of her right. friends. Right. Um, no, but, I met her. Um, Have I oh, told really? you this? Yeah, mm-hmm. because um, back in the day, I, you know, I work with Jason Aldean sometimes, and he was hosting the CMT Awards. And oh, so, yeah. and she was his co-host. So we spent like three days oh. with them. She's very nice. Yeah. yeah I like her. Yeah. They're, they seem like really lovely people. So they're very down. She was very down to earth <laughs> and well, low maintenance. I, hope, I was very yeah. shocked. Like, cause you never know yeah. what to expect, you know, and totally, funny yeah. and smart. Yeah. yeah it's very funny. Do I have a crush on her. What's happening right now? Maybe, <laughs> maybe but we'll have them both on. We'll okay, have them okay. both on. Fair, 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 fair. And then obviously Monica Padman needs to like, we'll, we'll, um, Hopefully, Monica, who co-hosts Armchair Expert with him. Um, you had to pick him. between Monica and Dax. Who would you pick? I mean, oh, that's an unfair question because I, I do really so. love them. I think it's just a really I really good do question. love them both. I I do love them both. I've I've loved Dax longer than okay. I'm still getting to know Monica. You know, because oh, I've known okay. Dax from like from when he was on Punk. In fact, I saw I lived in New York City when they filmed Punk punked and i walked by it being shot one day 
and didn't know what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And then when I started watching Punk, I was like, oh, I saw this episode being shot because it was mm-hmm. a couple blocks from my apartment. But I used to um, love that show. I know. So I actually good, thought but... I was being punked at the beach this weekend. I went to the beach with some high school friends. We were sitting next to this man who was a larger man in size. I mean, he was, you know, fairly big guy. Rotund. Actually, huh? Was he rotund or tall? Rotund. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure the meaning of that word. You did the thing where you drop like a big word on me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why can't we just say large, like, big? Well, like, he normal. wasn't tall. Well, because you like if you're really tall. Round. He was he was rotund. Okay, he was round. I'm guessing okay. that's the right description. He yeah. was actually in the water when I first came down to the beach. And um, so I didn't realize what was happening until he sauntered out of the water. And when he sauntered out with his rotund body. I realized he was wearing an American flag speedo and it was very interesting. I was like, Oh, this is quite the statement. I thought it was maybe a joke like that. He would be with a group of people and they had like dared him to do it, you know? Cause it was like that somewhat like kind of like, Whoa, like obscene. Um, But then he walked up to the beach and there was no one that he was with. It was just him by himself. (laughs) That's amazing. So that made it even more perplexing. And then he kept getting up to go back to the water. And I'm wondering if he dropped something in the water. I couldn't quite figure it out, but he would stand right at the beginning of the, like where the water hits the the beach, you know, like the wave break Uh and he would bend over. Like there was an obscene amount of bending over happening so much so <laughs> that I could see the chafing on his thighs, on his inner thighs Ooh. from wearing the speedo too long. You know about chafing. We talk. About yes. That. <laughs> oh. It, it hurts was, just even hearing about it. Yeah. It was discolored because it was so bad. Um, but he was bending over so much that my friend Grace and I were like, literally looking around and we're like, we are being punked, right? Like someone is about to pop out. They're filming it, this to see our reactions because it's, it was just so shocking. And then, yeah. you know, we just went about the day. Two people did come out, I guess, from their house and, um, they just acted like it was the norm. It was, it was wild. I don't know. What it, beach but it's were funny you, that you yeah. mentioned punk. Oh, I went to Miramar, Miramar, whatever Miramar. Oh yeah, that's right. Destin. Yeah, I knew that. My friend's yeah, family has a um, beach house there, and it was really fun because it's high school friends. Like, there's something like with people that have known you that long that you just laugh. Like, I laugh in such a different way with them because we just know each other so well, you know. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, um, and yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents. A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Anyway, we were talking about punks. So there you go. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So our first pop culture topic is that Dax Shepard is moving here part time and Chip cannot contain himself. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm, it's like Christmas for me. <laughs> um, for the month of August, we do have a theme and I um, wanted to t- start there because it really ties into a lot of our topics. But um, the theme for the month is kind of just like when you start a new year, you, you really refocus, you know, like this is August, like you said, school's starting again, and people are really setting their intentions for the year. Um, and I think this is also maybe the time, like if you were going through some life changes that a lot of people are starting fresh because it marks, it marks the school year. It marks like a new, a new challenge. Like you're ready to move into the fall and then yeah, take on the new year. So that was sort of what we thought about talking about and just refocusing attention on being a better you. And so, of course, with the whole Will Smith controversy that we deeply discussed and kind of got into, I think it was like our first podcast, somewhat <laughs> like semi-argument, would you say? <laughs> I mean, it was just a little, a little bit. We weren't, seeing, yeah, we weren't seeing it. We were seeing it from different perspectives. Yes. So it's just a little yeah. intense. And I actually still like, I got a lot of feedback that, that people did understand what I was saying. Um, but for the most part, I think my perspective was fairly rare in this argument. So (laughs) if you want to know about our full conversation, just go listen to that podcast. It's the Will Smith, Chris Rock fight podcast. It was another pop culture topic, but Will Smith put out an apology this week. And, um, it's been, I think three months, like he really took some time. I think I heard he went to India, really did some deep soul searching and he came back and he put out a public apology on his Instagram. Um, and of course, just like the whole fight situation, there has been a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of mixed reactions. Um, I personally thought it was a really great apology, Um, but I'm curious what your takeaways were. And then I want to talk a little bit about some of the feedback that I'm seeing online and how that ties into the topic. Well, um, 
I one observation before I get into like how I like felt about it was <laughs> I found it very interesting that he used it as an opportunity for product placement for his just water bottle. Because oh, he see owns that. the he owns the he owns the brand just water. He and oh, I didn't know that. Um, what's his son's name? The one that like Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. I think it's his and Jaden's company. Um, and there was a table next to him that just had a bottle of just water sitting on it that he never drank from. And it was like perfectly positioned to like be product placement. So I thought that okay. was a little interesting and it made me like, you know, that those kinds of things often th- th- my spidey senses go off with that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like your guard went um, up a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, uh, was that necessary? You know, like I would have been, if I were in his position, I would have been like, get that out of here. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to give anybody a reason to think that this is not sincere. Right. And to me, I thought it made it feel a little insincere, but okay. I do think like just looking at his body language and stuff, I do think it was an uncomfortable thing for him to do. Um, and I, you know, it, he'd be a fool to not sincerely mean that he's sorry <laughs> um, because, you know, the, the person that did what he did and displayed the anger that he displayed, the frustration that he displayed is not the person that we've all fallen in love with over the sure. years. From Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, all of that stuff. Like it was, it, it was really out of character for him. So mm-hmm. um to admit that you have fucked up is a really hard thing to do because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it takes a lot of humility to do that. And um, it was really clear to me um, that he had, he had stepped outside of the situation and himself for a second and tried to look at the bigger picture of it because he did. He mentioned Chris's mother. He mentioned Chris's brother. He mentioned, he apologized to Jada in the apology. He apologized right. to his kids and his family um and you know it in it's even when i think when uh the reaction that we got from our first podcast which was probably not dissimilar from what the, the conversation at large that was happening beyond us it was about the two of them you know and like and it's i think um the conversation is is bigger than that you know it's it's about like how those sorts of a display of violence or whatever affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause we, I mean, in some ways we were all victim. Anyone who was watching it or watched it and saw it, like fell victim to it, you know? Well, it um, certainly changed way. the whole entire tone of the night. And that was really the only thing that got discussed about the Oscars. So. Right. Yeah. I agree I mean, with yes. you. Go ahead. He also apologized to quest love and his other. Right. Nominee, uh, the right. Other nominee, Cause it wasn't even a moment where Will Smith deserved to be on stage. Right. It wasn't a category where he needed to be standing up for any reason, other than giving a standing ovation to Quest Love for winning an award, you mm-hmm. know, like, so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think to me, that was a huge thing that he apologized on a more extended view. Like it wasn't just to Chris Rock. That was obviously the initial apology and maybe the most important one, but it really did affect so many more people than just Chris. And so I really appreciated the fact that he took it larger and tried to make it known that he understood the impact of everything that had happened and that for no reason did he think that that was the right response to Chris Rock's statement. Like there was no part of him that was like, 
in any world or in any scenario, that was the right reaction. You know, like he started mm. off with that, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, I, uh, something else, that, another point that I wanted to bring up, which is like less about the big picture of, you know, what went down, but more about maybe the effect of it. Like I noticed, and you know, it's, I don't know if there's anything in these numbers, but like he has 64 million people following him on Instagram mm-hmm. and there were only 2 million likes mm. on the, on the, the thing. So I wonder like the, the point that I'm making is like, what were the repercussions? Like, Oh, have, I think they were it, huge. It's like, have people just like abandoned him mm-hmm. in a way? Um, or is that just a result of like the algorithms of, Instagram it was because it was it was also like widely written about and shared on other platforms and stuff so it's like maybe some people just read it or saw it on the news or whatever and didn't feel like they needed to like go to Instagram to watch the video yeah I don't don't follow Will Smith I just but I did read about it it popped up in like one of those alerts you get on your phone and I was like oh I want to see what he said and so I went I also liked it so there you go I saw saw that you did I saw that you did (laughs) Um, I have a couple things to say about this, and I'm sure I have a um, perspective that is different from everyone else. <laughs> I don't know everyone else. It's definitely not everyone else. I'm I'm so frustrated. I think again, um, <clears throat> but let me try to verbalize what's happening for me. So, you know, my biggest thing with that whole that whole night was. Like, you know, I kept getting so mad because people were like, violence is never the answer. And like, that was just the immediate within like seconds of it happening. People were already on social media, just blasting him for that piece of it. And while I agree with that statement, and I do believe that he handled it terribly, which I think he would also say, I mean, he did also say, um, I just think there was so much more to the story than that. And I, it bothered me that that was the only piece of this that people were willing to discuss. And that was extremely frustrating and also very, um, opening to me, to our culture and just like the keyboard warriors, the like social media problem that we have, the lack of empathy and understanding of like humanity that I feel like we're dealing with in our culture and just like how quickly we want to cancel people for making a mistake. And, um, all of that was just really frustrating to me. Cause to me, it was like, so it just showed the, like a part of the big problem that I see in America right now. And then this again, I would be lying if I said, I don't still feel like that same problem is happening. Like it's annoying because no matter what he said, how he did the interview, like if he had done a sit down interview, cause I read a lot of articles where people were critiquing him because it was like, so staged and like curated, you know, cause like he had the questions, maybe they had come up with the questions before and he just answered them. And of course they're in control of the narrative. So they could also edit the video and like get it perfect and whatever. Um, and in a sit down, there's more of like a back and forth. There's also a lot of ways that can go wrong. You know, like, it's just like, I don't know. I just don't think that he could win because I think people have like said in their head what like who they've decided who he is now or like what that story was. And so they're just going to hate on him for what, you know, any reason. And so that's hard because I think it's like 
I don't know. I just, again, I think it takes away the part of everyone. I mean, all of us that we're just human and we fuck up. And, um, I think like the reason I liked it, like, I don't know, Will Smith, he could be a total asshole. He could be a total narcissist, like just whatever. He could be terrible. But from my perspective, sitting, watching just like everyone else is not knowing him for me, I'm like, what else could we ask of a human? Like he literally, he messed up. He totally messed up. He had a huge, I said this in the last podcast, what I observed as a trauma reaction, which he addressed in this apology and said, like, I've had to go do some deep dives. Um, he went to India to look at his, like, what, what happened? Why did I do this? Like, why was that my reaction? Um, he then like, so he took the time to really understand it. He came back and what, like you said, it would be very hard to make a public apology. Of course, he's trying to save his image too. Of course. But like, he also could go about it in a different way. And I just think when it comes to the way that he apologized, like if you, if you know anything about like the repair, like how to repair a relationship, like John Gottman does a lot of talk about that, but like, I've read that there's five steps to repair any relationship. So it's acknowledgement, right? Like you acknowledge that something was the problem. Something happened that wasn't right. Um, there's an intention. Like you don't try to just like reassign blame or he wasn't trying to blame Chris Rock for what Chris said. He was just like, I apologize for my part. Like he didn't at any point put anything back on Chris, even though I'm like, Hey, wait, why are we all pretending like Chris didn't participate in this too? Like I've never, I've always been frustrated. Cause I'm like, how much are like humans supposed to take? And they kind of had taken a beating that night and it was obviously a sensitive topic. So I'm sort of just like, not that it excuses his behavior, but like there's more to this story than just the slap, you know? Right. Totally. Um, then he apologized. Then there's the part about learning. So like he's still deep diving. Like he talks about that in the apology. He went to India for three months. He's like, doing all this deep work. He is still learning. He addresses the part about like the feedback he's getting and that he disappointed people and said, that's my core trauma. Like disappointing people is my core trauma, which to me explains why, you know, how we saw him laugh and then, then change. It's like, uh-huh. as a people pleaser, I recognize that. And I'm like, right. Because a lot of times if you come from a dysfunctional family, you learn to read the rooms you walk into and like, right. you know what you need to do in your actions and your behaviors and your like, whatever, to keep the peace, to make everyone happy, to be the person that everyone wants you to be. So you're, you are operating out of a place of like inauthentic authenticity and self-abandonment, but that's like a journey you have to go on. And maybe he hasn't totally done that work yet. You know, also you can like kind of regress back into it because it's such an old system and like pattern and all of those things. And so I saw all of that in him happening and he addresses that in the apology. And then you make the repair. Like he has said, like, I'm open to talking to Chris. If he ever wants to talk to Chris, like I'll do whatever I need to do to make right by people because I know I was wrong. And I'm just like, y'all, what else do we want? Like, we're 
all human. If you're sitting here being like, well, I just don't think that's right. Okay. Well, have you done everything right in your life? Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm just like, well, no one's when perfect. are we going to get off our fucking soapboxes and trying to act like, yeah, no one's perfect. And that doesn't mean that what he did is right. Like you admit that. Or if we like work towards forgiveness or trying to understand, none of that says that that behavior was right. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. I'm just sort of like, I don't, I don't know what else we can ask of humans. And to me to take ownership and accountability like that, especially on such a public platform, it's respectable. I don't know. No, I, I look, there's, um, there's none of us are really going to know what the motivation is for any of it. Right. Um, well, that's between him he does and have, he God. Like that's yeah, not. Yeah. He, he does have a public image to save and you know, he, he he's like, he, um, he, the, the disappointing people being a central trauma for him. Like I get it. I I'm, that's kind of a, 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 a cross that I bear. Um, and it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy too. You know, like sometimes when that is what scares you the most or hurts you the most is what totally. you do. Yes. Um, and, um, I, re- I recognize and I get that, but you know, my, again, my spidey senses are like, okay, well, if that's his central trauma, 
then is he apologizing to Chris or is he apologizing to himself? Which I do think he ha- he does to need to apologize for himself. Yeah. yeah, and he has to forgive himself. I mean, he did mention the big piece of this where he's like, I'm trying to look at this stuff and also not like completely go into shame about it because yeah, he's like, I don't want to think thing. of myself as a piece of shit. Is- yeah. Which is like, also if you, if like I identify with that so much because the more I've done work on myself and like in recovery programs and stuff, it does, you are po- the things that you like your shit is pointed out to you and God, it feels terrible at first mm-hmm. because you know, it's just like, none of us want to see the ugly shadow sides of ourselves, but you can't change it unless you look at that. And so then it's like, okay, that is what I did. I did do that. Um, but if you get stuck in the shame, you can't move forward and you can't make changes. And so like, I hear what he's saying when he's just like, I want to apologize for this. And I actually am doing the work and I want to do the work to figure out how to not do this again, or like keep bringing these dynamics to my relationships, period, whatever he said. And I can't be stuck in the shame because, and to me, it's like, that's the way to heal and recover is to like acknowledge it. And like, and to feel it. I mean, it's good. Guilt is like, if you did something and you harmed someone, like if you don't feel guilty, something's wrong with you. (laughs) Yeah. Then you're a sociopath. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's not good either, but to stay stuck in that and to keep doing the deep dive into it, isn't productive. Like it's just, there's no way to heal and move forward. So I did have a, I I think that's a really important point. And no, it's just a really important point to bring up. Like, you know, we, none of us know Will Smith, you know, like we know what the world has, the, the role that, Look, he played a part in creating this persona that, like, we all loved, and it's like it's an impossible thing to uphold on a daily impossible. basis as a, as a human being. Exactly, and it just so happened to be a moment that he broke was on live television on a you know, huge like, platform of live television. On, you know, like, like we all had really mm-hmm. fucking terrible moments. You know, it's like telling my mother i hate her you know like talk about a fucking punch to the face right you know the person who's literally given their lives to you like could you imagine if you did something like that on live television like well the in the way that, that our culture feel, wants like, to deal with things now they wouldn't forgive you ever yeah, right right so you know and of course i didn't mean it i just wanted to hurt her in the moment you know mm-hmm. and it's like that was easy and cheap so um, but you know, Will has, there is this, there's an expectation of him because we've come to know a persona that, you know, is unflawed mm-hmm. by design, but you know, it's, he is a human being and exactly. human beings make mistakes. And when you make a mistake, you have to find a path forward because otherwise you do, you just sort of wallow in that shame. So I actually think like this would be such an amazing learning like opportunity for our entire country. If we um, look at the whole picture and look at the like experience of what happened, like someone, like you said, falling from great, like the highest stand or whatever falling. Um, Also the persona being broken. Like there is no perfect person. There is no like superhero. We're all human, no matter who you are. Like, I want to put Beyonce on this platform, <laughs> but she's human too. And thank yeah. God we talked about the whole cheating that happened in her marriage. So we all know that no relationships are perfect. You can't like, 
nothing is just perfect. That's not real. And the more that we try to like attach to those things and those pictures in our society, the more damage we're doing to ourselves because we're not being real. And so we have this opportunity now to be like, whoa, someone fell from grace and we watched it and he's doing the work. Like he is to me actually showing an example. Yeah. He's a better person for it. Well, right. And also just like we want to talk about like the persona or whatever, he's showing a really good example right now because he's like, I messed up and we saw him mess up. We all saw it. We all witnessed it. We saw the consequences of it. And like, we're still seeing those and he's making the repairs where he can, and he can't really do anything else other than give it time and move forward in his life. I mean, I will say I had a friend point this out and I thought this was a really good point, but at the end he says, I promise you, we will be friends again. And that isn't actually, he has no control over that. He can only control his side of it. Right. And you actually read some responses from Chris, right? Well, I mean, what I read was, um, no, it wasn't from Chris. Um, It was someone connected with to Chris in some way. So who knows what that was? But what I did read, I mean, I haven't had a chance to listen to it, um, but his brother, Tony Rock, who... It's we'll mentioned in the apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because apparently they were really cl- close friends. And it sounds like, you know, Will says, I think what the damage may be irreparable. But he was on Bill Bellamy's podcast, um, Top Villain, and um, addressed it and said, um, you know, I haven't listened to it yet. So this is just from Complex Magazine. He said that he thinks that the slap had to, it, it didn't have to do with what Chris said. It had to do with, Will's with Jada, Jada's old relationship with Tupac and Will having a soft image, an image of being soft. People always think of him as a soft person, whereas Tupac was a harder um, person. Yeah. Like, and, and just was harder. And apparently, you know, Jada talks about that a lot. And, um, and it was just one of those moments where Will was like, I'll show you fucking hard. You know, like I'm a stand up for my wife. Like he thought Tony thinks it has to do. It was a reaction to Jada's look. Like it took Will to this place where of he was like, it did. if anyone thinks yeah. it wasn't that we, cause we saw him laugh and then he saw her and then he reacted. So we yeah, I mean, to- Tony even addressed Thanks, it. Tony said, for spelling something out. That's so fucking obvious. <laughs> right. Yeah. He said, I think it was accumulation of him being slapped on many levels. He said it himself that he hated the soft moniker. He's soft. Jada won't let Tupac die. It's always something about Tupac and his daughter, Willow Smith brought up Tupac. Um, uh, and I'm not bringing up family stuff that people don't know. This is stuff that everybody knows. I didn't know Jada that. commonly talks about Tupac, her relationship with Tupac as a married man to this woman. You're like, damn, what damn is what I'm doing? Not enough. Mm-hmm. So, Which he, that he would totally tie into his core wounds. <clears throat> totally, I wanted yeah. you to talk about the part that you read me earlier, where it says something like this, this apology is for will Chris has already moved on. Well, this that was from the yeah. It said this is that was an article from Vanity Fair. It says Chris Rock has reportedly moved on from Will Smith's slap at this year's Oscar ceremony. Chris doesn't need to talk. This is clearly something that bothers Will more than Chris. A source told People Magazine on Monday. Will needs to deal with his issues. Chris is fine. 
Um, Chris also, it, but and then they cited that Chris had already started making jokes about it. He's making jokes about so it. that just signified that he's moved on. I don't know. Something about that whole thing really rubs me the wrong way, but maybe that's my own shit. I don't know. I just well, sort I mean, of look, like if you've this, actually moved on, then just say talking. it. Like just yeah, say, I mean, look, hey, dude, totally. we're, good. we're good. Let's move on. Totally. Let's move forward. Yeah. I don't need to talk. We don't need to dissect yeah. this any further. You know, like. But but then, but then again, you know, it's is it really any of our business? You know, it's not, like, I mean, it's, it's not. not. So it's like Chris doesn't owe that to anybody. You know, it's no. like if he's moved on and has chosen to move on, he's moved on. You know, or maybe he's just like, you know, what I fucking hate that guy now. And even that's saying holding his on to name, it, I guess. yeah, and he's not. Yeah, really even here. saying his name gives him, you know, it gives him media mention. I mean, in well, fact, an article that I read, he it in his standup, so he's making money off of it now. Well, yeah, true. But he called him Suge Smith. You know, he yeah. didn't even say Which his is real funny. name. So, I like it. Yeah, like no one knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. fine. You're like you said, everyone's got a prerogative. I don't know. I just. It's not like Chris apologized for crossing a line with something that was really inappropriate. I mean, I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? I've just always been really rubbed the wrong way with the, this whole thing. But um. Anyway, that's the Will Smith thing. You know, as from as far as I can tell, he's taking the steps, even if it's fake and I have no idea. He's he is taking the right steps to quote unquote making a, a repair. So for me, I'm like, even if he is in here, that is like his deal and his journey. But I do like what's being modeled is like you make a mistake, you address your own trauma, you try to heal and make apologies and amends where you can and make repairs. Like that to me is like such a hard thing that, you know, I've tried to learn in relationships. It just ties into everything we do in our lives. And someone has to show us how to do that because we are so quick to just cancel everybody and be like, no, 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 no. Like you fucked up. I'm done with you. And it's just like, okay, what else? I also, I also think too, it's like, what an unrealistic expectation we're putting on a human being to like mm. have to be perfect all the time. I think it's a great lesson for us all, you know, yeah. it's, you know, he sh- in both instances, the slap and the apology is a, a he showed his humanity. Totally. Um, like there's a difference. Sides of it, but- Let's talk about this. If Will Smith's walking around slapping people left and right, <laughs> Like if he did something, doesn't acknowledge it. And he's like, no, Chris rocks a dick. He shouldn't be saying this stuff. And then he walks around and he does it again. That's a different conversation, but that is not what's happening. Like, and he's never done this before. So that's my whole point is just like, this was a meltdown and it's not okay. No, but boy, I'm sure he'd recognize some unhealed trauma and maybe even stuff within his relationship with Jada that needs to be addressed. Like, we don't know what it brought up for him and that's his journey again. But like, I don't, I just don't think that that is to me, this is an example of humanity, just like you're saying. And we as a culture need to expand our understanding and it, and the way that we deal with humanity period, like just allowing more flexibility there because it's just the things that we expect of people and the things we expect of ourselves are so unrealistic and no one is modeling for us what it looks like to be a human so that we can't actually bring that into our relationships we're just looking at everyone's persona all the time of perfection and none of us are perfect 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Um, well, let's move on to our next topic because we don't have that much more time. But we were going to talk about a little bit the fact that J-Lo and Ben got married. I'm like, I roll, I roll, I roll. <laughs> well, well, I in, fair, in fairness, I threw it out there just because I thought it was like, you know, it, it f- felt like a full circle moment. I don't really have much of an opinion. The only, like, no. I will tell you, <laughs> I, I will tell you that. He's well, like, let's I, talk I about really this. I don't really opinion. <laughs> well, I don't, well, no, I don't have an opinion about like, them like i don't love his movies or hate his movies i don't love her music her movies and you know it's like they're just kind of there and they're big celebrities so i thought it was topical i will say that the um i walked out of two movies in my life and one of them was geely the movie that they did together so bad (laughs) maybe that should be an indication um, (laughs) right right but i do it's i mean i thought it was interesting to like see it come back around so i just kind of wanted to like and also the refocus like it totally ties into the topic of refocusing maybe that a relationship could change and again we don't know these people very well you know that very well could be the case i you know like because of what i do i have um sometimes we hear stories about celebrities i have never heard one good thing about ben affleck like Ever, just straight up alcoholic cheater that those kind of things and like to me his image was in such a bad spot and then all of a sudden he starts dating j-lo and to me she's just like low-hanging fruit this girl is obviously like her picker is seemingly i mean this is a very much you spot it you got it conversation i'm not trying to like throw throw blades at j-lo here but it's just that thing where it just seems like she ends up with these guys that are just not good dudes. Like she's with A-Rod before, who's like a notorious cheater. 
um, and Playboy and I think did the same things to her. And I think she's just so obsessed with the like the fantasy of love that's pitched around our society again of just, you know, the fairy tale. Like I just I do. She's been married like five times or something ridiculous. But like she obviously really attaches to that idea of the happily ever after. And I mean, yeah, if this is it for her, I good Godspeed, sister. I'm so happy. But to me, it felt very much like image management for him to be like, okay, look, see, I can do a relationship. I'm not as messed up as everyone is thinking that I am. Um, And I'm not a bad dude. And for her, maybe coming out of the A-Rod thing where he was cheating with some reality star and that's embarrassing, like maybe it's the same thing. Like, let's paint this picture of a fairy tale and they're both attached to it. I don't know. I'm not buying in. But again, I don't know these people. I think it more so makes me sad than anything, just because I know what I know about that. And um, I don't know. I just to see it playing out publicly. It's the same way I felt watching the like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. I'm just like, just makes me sad. Like the toxicity that relationships can bring and just like when patterns aren't healed and I don't know. I really want JLo to find love. I think too. (laughs) maybe I'm identifying with her a little bit. Well, I also too, like, you know, because I don't know much about them and their relationships, like, why did they break up in the first place? You know, so may, may, I don't know. I, I mean, could it have been just about like paparazzi, the, the, the paparazzi swirl? And it's I like, I think there was something about wanted, that. It was the public you know? like, pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there was, you know, like, just sort he of put a sweet little button on celebrity? it. Yeah, but like, she's not as I mean, famous. The world they live she's not in. J-Lo. I mean, right. I mean, it's kind of the know. world, like, if you're a celebrity, who else are you supposed to marry? You know, it's like... Well, that's what I do think about a person, like, as famous as J-Lo. Like, she, to me, is equatable to, like, a Jennifer Aniston. Like, we see these Halle Berries. They're, like, these beautiful, successful women that are just honestly so successful and famous. Like, who do they date? It would be really hard because... That's a hard dynamic for any man or any person to walk into, I think, you know, and yeah, and then it's like, so they pick these guys that maybe they feel like they're their equals or we've watched them do both. Like, I think Jennifer Aniston and Jayla are a very similar experience. Like we see them then maybe date someone not so famous, but that they were trying the other end, like swinging to the other side of the pendulum and that didn't work either. And it's probably, if I had to guess more about you know, it doesn't matter what the guy does for a living, but it's the type of guy they keep picking again. Like I'm saying that from maybe I'm projecting, (laughs) (laughs) but I just, I don't know. I mean, I hope that he's changed and all the things, but I definitely have not heard great things about him as a partner or, um, you know, whatever, like stand up guy. So I don't know. For me, I was just like, no, J-Lo, don't do it. Don't do it. From A-Rod to Ben does not seem like a progressive move, but. Yeah. Maybe there was just some, like, it just felt safer, you know, like, mm-hmm. rather than, maybe it's just a little easier um, to do that than to try and start fresh with someone else, you know? Well, I was going to say, what are your thoughts on the recircling of a relationship? Like, especially when there's been a link, there was what, 20 years between the last time they dated, like 
one, do you think people can really change Two, Do you think like a relationship could actually work if it didn't work? Like the getting back together piece. Like I always hear people say like you broke up for a reason. So like, why would you try it again? Right. Yeah. I just don't know why they broke up, you know? So it's. Well, what are your thoughts on that in a dynamic? Do you think it can work again? Yeah, I think so. You know, because if it was like, if there were outside forces at play that caused them to break like up. circumstantial. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I would imagine that was at the height of paparazzi craziness when all the magazines, that was like started. the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, he was famous, but like, I don't think he wanted that kind of fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of fame uh, sounds terrible to me. Oh, it's awful. I can't think of anything worse, honestly. Yeah. So I don't know. I look, I hope it works out for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Well, we'll send them our well wishes. (laughs) There you go. I guess we'll all see how it plays out. I mean, to me, there's two options. It's like over so fast, they get it annulled or they end up staying together a really lengthy period of time. I don't know. I guess we'll all see, but um send me your thoughts i'm really curious how people feel about this one so send us your thoughts you can always email us at the edge at velvetsedge.com on instagram i'm at velvetsedge you can always slide into my dms and chip at chip door should see d-o-r-s-c-h and when you guys are going into your weekend I mean, I'm so good at it now. I like literally was just like. Now you're just bragging. Now you're bragging. I'm sorry. I I feel like I deserve a medal. (laughs) But the reason (laughs) I I, like literally was just about to go into it. I'm like, oh my God. And then the podcast is just done. I used to mess it up so much that it was like the podcast was 10 more minutes. (laughs) We're just buying time. We were trying to, you know, sell ads. Buy my mess ups. I'm sure that's going to be the thing that sells the ads. The people are like, you know who you really want to invest in? These people. It's 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 like those Medicaid um, what is it called? Ginkgo biloba like ads (laughs) to like help you with your memory. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And that's (laughs) what you guys are going to hear from us next. (laughs) All the mental clarity ads are coming your way. Anyway, as you guys are going into this weekend and you're living on the edge, I hope you always remember to act casual. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.